June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. E.T. is on the ground in Minneapolis as the celebs join hundreds to pay tribute to George Floyd. You changed the world, George! Everybody wants justice. We want justice for George. Plus... I need you to understand how painful it is! As protests continue around the country, how the celebs are calling for change. Not today! Not today! Not today! I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. I'm angry. The fight continues and the fight will go on until we get justice. Then, I think about how mothers feel. How to talk to your kids about the Black Lives Matter movement. I think about the world I want my daughter to grow up in. I think about the world I want to see. And the first thing I want to say to you is that I'm sorry. A message from Meghan Markle. The only wrong thing to say is to say nothing. E.T. starts now. Hello and welcome. Kevin Hart among the celebrities who traveled here to Minneapolis, Minnesota to pay tribute to George Floyd, a man who just may be the tipping point in the centuries-old battle against racism. And more and more stars around the world are lending their voices. I want to take a moment right now to thank the world for standing up with us in our fight for equality. I can't breathe! I can't breathe! We see you. We thank you, we love you. I am a man who is frustrated, I'm disappointed, I'm angry. You guys stay strong. We got this. No justice! They say it takes a village. This is one hell of a village that I'm looking at right now. Oh, yeah. 
all you looters, you need to stop because you've destroyed too many people's dreams around the country. I want to thank every single one of you for coming out. This is very important. This is very vital. Black lives have always mattered. Star Wars actor John Boyega gave an emotional speech in London. Look, I don't know if I'm going to have a career after this. That line inspired several big directors and writers to tell John they'd be honored to work with him, including Oscar winner Jordan Peele, who wrote, We got you, John. Brad Pitt also took to the streets. Only E.T. has this video of Brad joining the crowds to protest. That's him in downtown L.A. yesterday. His pal, actress Alia Shawkat, was at his side. Also in L.A., Henry Golding wearing all black and marching with his hands in the air. And Ellen Pompeo took a knee with protesters in Hollywood. But today, all eyes on Minneapolis. George Floyd's memorial was broadcast live on the major networks and news channels. We are on the street where Floyd pleaded for his life, saying he could not breathe. That is Kevin Hart sitting with Ludacris in the front row. They arrived together on a bus that also included super producer Will Packer, Tiffany Haddish, Kevin, and Ludacris. Tyler Perry loaned out his private jet to Reverend Al Sharpton so he could safely travel to the memorial amid the pandemic. We can't let this go. We can't keep living like this. Tyler also provided plane service for George Floyd's family members to fly in from Texas. I know him being a strong person he was and seeing everybody come together and just rally around him and extend all of the love and support to our family and man, we, we, we thankful and grateful. George Floyd was also honored last night by Meghan Markle who delivered her first words since his death. I wanted to say the right thing and I was really nervous that I, I wouldn't or that it would get picked apart and I realized the only wrong thing to say is to say nothing because George Floyd's life mattered and Breonna Taylor's life mattered and Philando Castile's life mattered and Tamir Rice's life mattered. The Duchess was speaking to the class of 2020 at her alma mater, Immaculate Heart High School in LA for their socially distanced graduation. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that you have to grow up in a world where this is still present. What is happening in our country has been absolutely devastating. I know that this is not the graduation that you envisioned, and this is not the celebration that you imagined, but now you get to be part of rebuilding. And I know sometimes people say, how many times do we need to rebuild? Well, you know what? We are going to rebuild and rebuild and rebuild until it is rebuilt. Because when the foundation is broken, so are we. Her words came as some questioned why the normally outspoken Duchess had kept silent amid this most recent outcry. I'm biracial. Most people can't tell what I'm mixed with. Fans even pointed to this newly resurfaced video from 2012 of Meghan addressing racism for the I Won't Stand For campaign. I thought that that was really isolated to those days that we were past, and sadly they're not. Have you been inspired by Megan's voice and her dedication. I've been so inspired by her and everything that she speaks about and stands for, I think was really instilled in her at our school. 
17-year-old Cleo Riley, a junior at Immaculate Heart, is proud of her predecessor, Megan, and started her own organization to fight for change, Students for Floyd. I just created an Instagram account, and now we have over 1,500 followers, which is crazy. I know you know that Black Lives Matter. So I am already excited for what you are going to do in the world. I'm just glad that she's one of our alums and our community is so strong, so I know I have her support. But what about talking to young children who may not understand the reality of racism in America? I tell yeah, her. I tell oh. Saturday morning, CNN and Sesame Street will team up for a one-hour family-friendly special coming together, standing up to racism. Many Hollywood parents are also sharing how they have started the dialogue at home. But I had a really poignant experience tonight when I was putting my kids down to bed that lent the words for why black lives matter. Ashton Kutcher and wife Mila Kunis have two young children. He broke down in this emotional Instagram video. For some people, for some people, black lives don't matter at all. So for us, black lives matter. I think about the world I want my daughter to grow up in. I want a, a world where people have opportunity, where people have justice. You need to speak up and you need to be at those protests. It does matter. Black lives matter! We're at a moment where um, police violence is such an extraordinary problem uh, in our culture. Kerry Washington channeled her own experience of raising a black son in the very timely Netflix film, American Son. Ma'am, I have kids too. Do you? Okay, I do. Do you have any black sons this big who might just be sitting in police custody at four o'clock in the morning? When I think about it as a mom, I think about how mothers feel, like that fear of having a black child and not knowing if they're going to be okay in the middle of the night. I've got uh, an 18, almost 18 year old uh, son, and I've had to have this conversation with him. That if, if you're stopped by the police, you are polite, you're quiet. I don't breathe a sigh of relief until Nick walks in that door. Kids are dying in the street. Hold up, kids are dying? Blackish has tackled the delicate subject on their show. That could have been one of us. No, yes. sweetie, no, no. Because if you get stopped by the cops, you are going to do exactly what they say, okay? The great thing about our show is that we have three generations living under one roof, uh, and there's always a topic to debate in in uh, in our family here. And you know that's that's why we created this show. You know, uh, to to spark the conversation that may create change someplace. Joshua Jackson just welcomed his first child with wife Jody Turner-Smith. He is already preparing for the complex conversations ahead. I'm about to enter into a bunch of conversations that I've been beside, right, but I've never been in. And so that will be, you know, I'm about to learn a lot. The experience that I have as a white man is very different than the one that my child is going to have, and I'm going to have to be really, you know, eyes and ears open. An open mind and an open heart is the only way to go. Good job, Dad. You know, Hollywood has helped to open people's eyes to the Black Lives Matter movement. These five black and brown boys were picked up, arrested, tried, convicted. Why Ava DuVernay's powerful Netflix drama, When They See Us, is a real-life story that everyone needs to hear.
This isn't a game. Then, excuse me, mister. What's it like living with Ozzy Osbourne? Why daughter Kelly is over it, and Kelly's not the only one. Quarantine with Gordon. Shall I say interesting? <laughs> Why the TV chef's wife is fed up. I could tell so much. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Welcome back to Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are outside of the memorial for George Floyd. And, you know, Floyd's death sparked unprecedented protests all around the world, but it wasn't just his passing, it was other injustices that have happened for decades. And one of the groundbreaking works that documents those injustices is Ava DuVernay's When They See Us. Written and directed by DuVernay, it tells the story of the Central Park Five, the innocent Harlem teens who were falsely imprisoned in 1989 for the rape and attempted murder of a white jogger in Central Park. I want people to know these men. I want people to finally hear their stories. They made us lie, right? These five black and brown boys were picked up, arrested, tried, convicted, served their time, were listed as sex predators for years and years. Don't you want to go home? That's all I want. That's all I want. We can fix this. Who shocked and surprised you when you sat down and talked to him? Corey Wise. In 1989, Wise wasn't a suspect in the crime, but after accompanying his friend to the police station, detectives subjected him to a brutal interrogation. He, like the other four boys, were coerced into confessing to a crime they did not commit. This is my first rape. This is my first experience. This will be my last. You had a hotline for the kids. I had a hotline for all of the cast. When I'm asking them to portray violent, racist behavior, um, both on the, on the part of the white people that are being racist and the black people who are being victimized, that does something. Your body doesn't know that you are acting. Oprah produced the Netflix series okay, along with Ava. Both knew it was important to get this story right. What Oprah does for me is she keeps me honest. She's the one that can say to me, and Ava, that's whack. She'd be like, mm. Not great. Be like, copy that. Let's make a change, you know? When the film had its big premiere in New York, these inspiring survivors told me they are grateful their whole truth has finally been told. How do you put into context how this moment feels for you and what it means to you? You know, it's surreal because on the day that they sentenced me, I stood up and I said, the truth is going to come out one day. It was such an honor and a privilege to spend an afternoon with those gentlemen. It's a day I will never forget. All right, coming up, my conversation with the daughter of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Bernice King. I was five when my father was assassinated. The civil rights activist whose own story parallels that of George Floyd's daughter. That changed the world. We will change the world now. How she's carrying on her father's legacy and giving us more ways to join the fight. I choose nonviolence. I still believe in it. How are you doing? How are you doing in quarantine? I am loving it. No flying, no shooting, just you and the family. And it is absolutely brilliant. He's camping! Hello! 
Yeah, Gordon's loving every minute of being home with his family, which includes his wife, Tana, and their five kids, who are helping him shoot 10-minute meals on Instagram, complete with cameos from his mini-me, Oscar. Hey. Oh! Oh, hello! Hey. Oscar! Now, how does the family feel about it? Tana? Um, quick, we've got two seconds, please, darling. In <laughs> one word, if you could sum up quarantine with Gordon Ramsay for two months. Quarantine with Gordon. Shall I say interesting? <laughs> he doesn't realise that when you cook a meal, you have to clear up. Oh, oh a sausage mash. <laughs> Done. I'm much more interesting to talk to than he is because I could tell <laughs> so much. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you then, <laughs> As I begin my descent, it's all I can do to keep the air hose from getting tangled around my neck. I'm just happy to see you're alive. My lips are so numb, I'm dribbling. Do you want some water? <coughs> it's hard to believe it's work because it's an amazing passion. It's just been a, a chef's dream come true. Gordon Ramsay, Uncharted, returns to National Geographic Network on Sunday as he heads to Tasmania to learn the local cuisine on the menu, Wallaby. That's incredible. Yeah, beautiful. It's actually quite refreshing going back to becoming a pupil. There's something quite maverick about still be able to do that. Uh, you know, at my age, 77, I'm getting on now. <laughs> oh. Gordon isn't the only celeb who's a foodie. I like to cook for the family. Everybody just has to eat what mama cooks. Grandmama is in the house now and she's like, well, he doesn't really like that. You know I have some P-I-Z-Z-A in the refrigerator. And my son's like, pizza? And I'm like, wait, how do, you, how do you know? Also learning to live with her parents again, Kelly Osborne. What is that like? It's different when you visit, revisit your parents later on after you've moved out and had a life and then you come back into the house. I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I don't know how you survive. When mom does internet shopping, she takes pictures of her computer screen with her phone and then sends me the picture of her computer screen and asks me to buy it for her when she could just <laughs> click it on the computer screen. But you know, we're getting, there. Your kids we're getting there. That's right, Ozzy. That's what we had you for. Kelly's actually quarantining at her parents' house so they can shoot celebrity watch party together, just like Tyra and her mom. The Fox show that airs tonight is giving us a whole new look inside life at home with some of our favorite celebs. I love watching TV with my mom. And there's one thing that we love to do, which is talk back to the screen. Okay, hashtag weird, but hashtag can't look away. What is it like with you guys watching TV together? So if we're watching something, right, and he's not interested, he just falls asleep. Or he has Boy, no idea who anyone is. These slurpy romantic films in a pandemic. Excuse me, Mr. Your favorite movie is The Notebook. I can't, I can't watch it because I end up crying. It didn't go with my image. Still is it over. The Prince of Darkness crying at a slurpy film didn't go around well. <laughs> sure it does, Ozzy. It shows us your softer side. Well, Happily Ever After isn't in the cards for everyone, especially if you or your partner are exhibiting some red flag behaviors. So, what are they? Tonight's Thursday with Matthew Hussey is back to tell you. There are five destructive behaviors that people routinely fall into when having a relationship in moments of tension and conflict. Now, the first destructive reflex response is we go quiet. Silent treatment. In those moments where we have the temptation to go silent, we have to talk. 
The second thing we do is storm off. I'm out of here. Yeah, there you go. Just walk away like you always do. This is a way of holding our partner an emotional hostage. Yes, sometimes we need space, but wherever possible, stay and solve. Would you just stay with me? The third reflex mistake we make in these moments of conflict is labeling our partner. You are the most selfish person I have ever met. You can have a selfish moment without being a universally selfish person. And we have to give our partner the same grace. Darling, I forgive you. You forgive me? No, 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 no. I forgive you. You! The fourth mistake we make is making the argument. You're wrong, I'm right, and there's no room for nuance. Yeah, well, you're wrong, okay? You're wrong. And number five, we look to inflict damage on someone instead of actually solving the problem. You're acting crazy again. Don't you call me crazy. I am not crazy. We have to be very careful to slow down in those moments and instead focus on the kinder, softer approach of coming together to solve the problem. Because we're adults? <laughs> Behaviors we should all be mindful of. Thank you for that, Matthew. All right, coming up, Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, Reverend Bernice King, reflects on the tragic loss of George Floyd and the pain she shares with Floyd's six-year-old little girl. Next. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. You know, before I flew here to Minneapolis for the George Floyd Memorial, I had a chance to speak with Bernice King, the daughter of Dr. Martin Luther King, who could not be here because she couldn't take the risk of contracting COVID-19. But Bernice is still leading the charge for change that her father began more than 50 years ago. You told a very poignant story about watching George Floyd's daughter. I was five when my father was assassinated brutally. Um, she's six, so we're, we're the same age. It took me back to when my father was brutally taken from us. And I know the pain that comes from that, losing a daddy at such a young age. That changed the world. Tell me about the virtual protest, the seven day virtual protest. So obviously some people are still sheltered in place in this nation. So we established an online platform for people to have their voices heard. We gotta change America. I choose nonviolence. I continue in that work. I know in the end that if we're gonna get to permanent peace, which means justice, that nonviolence has to be the way. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me DJ and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. 
Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You don't strike me as a man to give up easily. No, sir, I'm not. Over 80 million viewers have made Tracker America's number one TV show. Please find my husband. I'll do whatever I can. Someone's missing. This is the guy you want looking for. Found her. I got your location. I'm Coulter Shaw. I'm here to take you home. The CBS original, Tracker. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.